Hey guys, it's Lisa, and you're listening to What's Next with Lisa. Welcome to episode 21. Today's July 17th, 2020. And today we're going to be talking about fearful avoidant attachment. So this is installment two of the attachment series that I started on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, I spoke about anxious attachment style and all the problems and anxiety that that can bring to our adult relationships. And today we're going to move forward to one that we don't hear a lot about, and that is called fearful avoidant attachment. And the thing that's so tricky about this attachment style is that in the beginning of a relationship, it seems like everything's fine because people with this type of attachment style desire closeness. And they just have this wall up or this fear of intimacy that makes it really difficult to get the connection they long for. So their subconscious is wired to be afraid of intimacy. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into what it looks like and some tips to overcome it and how to spot it also in someone you're dating. So we'll get into all that in just a minute. But first, let's get over to the official what's next question and answer. Okay, empty nexters. So here's the official what's next question and answer. And like I said a little bit earlier, on Wednesday's episode, I I talked about anxiously attaching and how that can actually cloud your judgment and disconnect you from yourself to the point where you're not making great choices when it comes to investing in people and relationships. So I thought this was a really good question that I thought a lot of us can actually really relate to. And the question is this. Hi, Lisa. I have a history of people pleasing and trying to do all I can for people I'm in a relationship with. At times, I don't feel appreciated and I'm wondering if this is the same as anxiously attaching. And I think this is such a great question because a lot of times the lines between being kind and giving and trying to do thoughtful, nice things that line can get blurred between being a people pleaser slash anxiously attaching and looking for that validation. And that line gets blurred a lot because you wonder, okay, so what's too much? What's not enough? And so what I'm going to tell you is that intention matters. And I want you to check in with yourself. And before you do something for a significant other, I want you to say, am I doing this for me or am I doing this for them? So if you're doing it for you, I want you to check in and say, am I doing this to be enough or to get picked or to feel worthy or to get in their good graces? Or am I just genuinely doing something out of the kindness of my heart? Because intention matters. If your intention is to get validated or to feel like you're enough and to get chosen, that's the wrong intention. That means you're anxiously attaching. And the fact that you say people pleasing, that tells me that you actually might be trying to be the chosen or to get picked. And so you think if you do enough or say all the right things that um, someone's going to say yes and, and pick you. And so yes, that is a form of anxious attachment. So intention matters. Check in with yourself and ask what your intention is. And the last thing I want to say about this is that it's okay to do for people. It's okay to be generous and kind and support them, but not with the intention of making yourself worthy. You're worthy whether you do anything or not. You're lovable. You're valuable. 
whether you do all the nice things or none of the nice things. And so definitely check in with yourself and have an honest conversation before you start to people please or even if you catch yourself doing it. Stop yourself and check in and attempt to say, what's my intention here? And feeling confident and feeling secure in your worth and who you are is going to help you deviate from this behavior. And so I hope that helps. If you guys have questions, email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at whatsnextwithlisa. And I'm happy to answer all of your questions. I'm here for you guys. So send me your questions. Send me your feedback on the podcast. Let me know what you think. And without further ado, let's get into today's topic. This is the second episode in my attachment series, and we are going to be talking about fearful avoidant attachment style, which definitely sounds like a mouthful, but when I boil this down for you and tell you what it is, I think a lot more people than we think are going to actually say, oh my God, I'm dating this, or oh my God, I do this, and it's a lot more common than you think. So let's start with what I always say, let's start with what we know for sure. And what we know for sure about children who um, have their needs met emotionally and they grow up in a supportive environment are much more likely to develop a secure, emotionally strong personality, which lends itself to developing a secure attachment in relationships. People who develop a fearful avoidant personality actually have that desire for closeness. So when you meet them or even when you meet somebody You'll think, yeah, I want this. I want a relationship. And then all of a sudden, when you're seeking out intimacy and it gets a little too deep or it takes a little too much to maintain that deep connection, that's where people with fearful avoidant attachment get stuck because they tend to withdraw. They tend to get scared and pull back because it feels really unsafe for them. And I always think it's important to talk about why this happens. And this kind of attachment style is usually because their attachment experiences, your attachment experiences, have taught you to be afraid of intimacy. Usually it's your subconscious brain. Well, it is your subconscious brain being afraid of intimacy. And so a lot of times they'll reject close bonds. Uh, They typically have a history of rocky rocky relationships. So lots of ups and downs, lots of emotional highs and lows. And when somebody that you're dating or somebody that they're dating wants more commitment or greater intimacy, people with that fearful avoidance start to withdraw. And a lot of times people think that it's something that they've done. Why is this person ghosting me? Why is this person all of a sudden leaving? I thought everything was going great. Well, yeah, because people with this attachment style desire intimacy and closeness, but when it actually gets real and they're faced with it, they don't know what to do. And a lot of times you can go back to their childhood, how their emotional needs were met, if they were berated a lot by their parents or made to feel silly um, or not enough or less than when they expressed themselves or did something to try to be unique and be themselves and that was met with resistance from their parents or if they were made fun of, that's going to cause somebody to be fearful avoidant because what they're afraid of is expressing themselves and getting to a deeper place of intimacy. And typically that's because somewhere along the line, whether it's childhood or another abusive relationship that berated somebody, typically what happens is people get afraid to give too much. So they put this wall up. 
but they're still human. We still desire that. A lot of us all really still want to find a person. And so that's what's so hard about this attachment style is that the desire and the intention is there. But when things get a little too real, your subconscious brain kicks in and says, oh, you better get out of here. This doesn't feel safe. And so, you know, other things that that tend to emotionally block these people or how their relationships look would be they like I said, they've got lots of highs and lows or really stormy emotional relationships. They've got they're usually the one that says they're conflicted about what they want. Um, they've got a tendency to seek out lots of faults. So if you're like nitpicking and looking for a way to self-sabotage that relationship or having like a resistance to commitment, that's your subconscious brain kicking in and saying, hey, how can we get out of this and justify it? So we don't have to actually say we're afraid, but we can look for a reason and self-sabotage because that feels safer than letting the wall down and letting someone in and risking getting hurt. And a lot of times these relationships are really unpredictable. Um, and they, this type of attachment style, like I said, they tend to withdraw when things get emotional. And so there's really no set timeline on how a relationship progresses. That's why it's, it's unpredictable because as soon as it gets a little too deep, they're out. And these are also people that tend to seek out or say that they, all they want are friends with benefits or casual sex because that's minimal investment for them and it feels safe for them on some level but again deep down they're desiring that closeness and intimacy so they're really conflicted and just like everyone else walking around they're human and they desire that intimacy but as I said that subconscious part of their brain kicks in and says this is not safe so they ghost you or they get out of there really quickly and it's not a great place to be. It ends up hurting a lot of people. And, you know, I think we've all dated someone who you think that everything's going along fine. They're telling you that they really care about you and things feel great. And then all of a sudden, you know, a month or two or three months in, they just start pulling back and and withdrawing. And we take that really personally. And my my best advice for you would be to take a look at the situation and see if this is an emotional block with that person just not being able to commit because that says a lot more about them than it does you. And while we tend to take that personally, that's their stuff that they need to work on, not you. And so if your intention is to have a relationship that leads to a commitment or a serious relationship, dating somebody with fearful avoidant attachment it's going to be really difficult to do and you're going to have to be pretty patient and create a pretty safe space for them to share. But have no fear. We can change this. You can change any attachment style that you have, whether it be from childhood or other relationships. The first part is just acknowledging it and being mindful of it and then putting some action steps in place to do better. And the first thing that I want to challenge you all to do is to check in and ask yourself what experiences may have caused you to be afraid so if you're the one with fearful avoidant attachment what in your history has caused you to be afraid and the first thing you've got to do is acknowledge them and then come forward into a conscious present to push through this fear so if you look back and think 
gosh, when I tried to be myself or tried to speak my mind, my parents minimized me or made me feel silly. Or maybe you dated somebody that was emotionally abusive and you learned that it wasn't safe to share and that that was used against you in some way. So experiences like this are what tend to shape that subconscious part of your brain into being afraid to share. And that's where your roadblock comes up. That's where the emotional roadblock stops you from getting too intimate or stops the person you're dating from getting too intimate. And it takes a lot of self-reflection to look back and figure out what made you afraid to share. So I want to go through some things that can help you to overcome this. And the first thing that I want to remind you of is not to put too much pressure on yourself to be an open book. One thing I always say is that relationships are not depositions. You don't owe anybody anything, especially your story. You don't give somebody your story that can't take care of it. And so you've got to share with people who can take care of your story and be a bit more open with you and give you some patience and time as you work through this. The other thing you need to do is create a safe space for yourself to be okay, to connect to your own story and have confidence in that and accept that whether someone gives you the response you desire or not, you're still confident with your own story. You're still confident with who you are as a person and you can only trust somebody as much as you trust yourself to be okay, which I think is a really important point to make. When you have a fear of sharing or a fear of intimacy, it's typically because you have a fear of getting hurt or you have a fear of being judged or you have a fear of your story being used against you in an abusive way. And the way to circumvent that is to have confidence in who you are and to be very connected to your worth and value yourself and your feelings. You've got to trust your gut and trust yourself to be a good communicator. If this is somebody you're dating, then these kind of character, if they, if somebody you're dating has these characteristics, I think it's really important to note here that unless they are aware of what the problem is and they want to work through their struggle to, to get to a deeper commitment with you, all you can do really is provide a safe place for them to share and try not to put too much pressure on them to do so. That being said, though, unless they are actively working on it, you've got a bit of an uphill battle because a lot of these folks just stay stuck where they are, and then they withdraw and go on to the next relationship. And then you start thinking, well, why her, not me, or why him, not me? And this really is work that they have to do on their own. So being in touch with the kind of commitment you want and the kind of communication you want is extremely important. You've got to understand that this isn't yours to fix. They have to want it as well. And if they want it as well and they know that it's an issue and want to work through it, the best advice I can give you is to create a space of patience and safety as they share. Give them some time to work through this and to open up. And as long as they're actively trying that's sometimes all you can ask for. And I'm not saying it's going to, it should take them years and years, but give them a little bit of time to open up because acknowledging it and trying to work through it sometimes is the hardest part. The other thing you can do for yourself, if it's you struggling with this, is to make sure that you're setting and respecting boundaries while communicating. So allow some space for yourself 
or your partner to set boundaries surrounding how much you're actually going to share. Have an idea of what feels good and what you want to share going into it. It's okay if you have to plan it out. This is tough stuff because you're used to hiding things. You're used to just disconnecting when things get difficult. And the last thing I want to remind you all of is to be patient with yourselves. Be patient with yourselves as you figure this out. As I said earlier, intention matters. And if your intention is to form a secure attachment, you've got to remember that growth takes time. Growth is not always linear. So the more you can soften the edges around how you think about yourself and the more patience and love you can give yourself as you work through this and resolve some of the wounds of your past, the better off you're going to be. If you're putting a ton of pressure on yourself to get over this or to work through it and to resolve your past hurts, you're just making things much more difficult on yourself and it's all going to feel so much more difficult Then if you just take a breath and take a step back and say, how can I soften my approach to myself? How can I make my internal dialogue one of love and acceptance and heal the wounds that happened in my past and give myself the love that I needed in the past and then bring that love to the present moment? Because when you default to this type of attachment style, similar to anxious attachment style, You are automatically defaulting to the past. You're defaulting to your past hurts and to the people that hurt you in the past. And because your subconscious brain says, you know, oh my God, we've got to protect our person. We've got to protect our person. But it's wrong. And that's why it's so important to take a step back when you meet somebody new and remember that you want to be interested, not interesting. You want to take a step back and run down your checklist and say, is this person somebody I even really want to invest in? The better you feel about who you're telling your story to, the easier it's going to be to start to open up. And you do that little bits at a time, but love and accept yourself first and foremost and be patient with yourself before anything. The right person is going to wait for you and support you as you work through this. I hope that helps. Uh, That's fearful avoidant attachment style. In our next episode, we're actually going to get into dismissive avoidant attachment style. We're going to talk about what it is and how to work through it and how to get you to a place of secure attachment. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and don't forget today's a perfect day to ask yourself, what's next? See ya.